three grocery stores for one week shop is far too many. Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And this is a podcast about an everyday couple trying to work their way through a plant-based keto. Today's episode, we're going to go over things from meal planning to shopping budget and then always wins and fails of the week. I'm going to start us off with our meal planning. So for us, meal planning is a huge piece that makes this puzzle work, I guess you could say. Um, And it's really important with keto or um, plant-based foods to make sure that you are being really aware of what you're buying for both diets, I think. Both diets extra ingredients sneak in there and extra carbs or uh, non-plant-based food items can sneak in. So being really aware of what you're buying and planning it has helped us be successful at the start. So for keto, to start off with that, it is really important to plan those meals because those macros of your day matter so much. So if you're going to have a meal with a lot of fat or a lot of protein, you want to kind of balance that out through the day so you end right on point. And so for us, we've used meal planning and pretty strict meal planning with planning out each and every meal and double checking all of those macros before we buy the items or as we're purchasing. And we definitely, when we started regular keto, fell into a few pitfalls of assuming things would be low carb, we'd eat them. And then when we would be putting them into our carb manager tracker that we mentioned last week, we realized it would be much higher carbs. So we definitely knew from the start that meal planning was really, really important. Yeah, the original original keto, when we first started it, the biggest issue that we were having was meats tend to be very high protein, very mm-hmm. high fat, so it's easy to get your fats, but you're also getting way more protein than you need to meet within those macros. Now moving to plant-based, lower protein, lower fats, easy to get the carbs, of course. <laughs> so it's it's really understanding how you have to adjust each recipe or how you have to adjust your meals and how you eat throughout the day, like you said, to really fall within those macros. And it's really, I think with plant-based that we have been finding, it's really easy to be a little bit off or very off because we weren't paying attention to the minute details of the entire day together. Oh, definitely. If you go and look at some of those meat substitutes, right? That is something we spend the most time looking at when we're meal planning and at the store double checking if they don't have the right one. The range of carbs within those, some of them can be 30 carbs for one serving versus one we found recently is zero carbs for one serving. So really knowing those meat substitutes, you know, with regular keto, like you said, meat, zero carbs, but high fat, high protein. Um, But with the meat replacement, now that we're doing plant-based, you have to be on it. You have to know which brands are generally lower carb. And even that, we just noticed one of the brands had changed recently for the better. It had gone from two carbs a serving to zero. So it was a nice change, but it just showed that they change and there might not be a sticker on the front of new formula or new because not many people are looking for those minute details like we are. So it was really, we are maybe a little obsessively, (laughs) but always double checking um, and always making sure that when we plan a meal that we are thinking of what are we going to put into it, how much of it as well. I know that last week our win was Victoria Vegan, the sources that we'd found, um, but those, it looks like the same carbs when you scan the nutrition facts, but they change how much of the source right. would get you those so same carbs. So it might be three carbs, but on one source it's half a cup, on the other source it's a quarter of a cup. So I feel like that attention to detail definitely matters, and if you meal plan, it just takes some of that Um, time out of it in the store you can have planned this is what I know will work I've checked I've looked it up online or or we've used it last week you know maybe you don't have to double check every single time but you know you can fall into a rhythm of I know that these things do 
help with our planning at least. Being that it's week two for us into our second round of keto, obviously before it was uh, an animal-based diet, now we're moving into a plant-based diet. One of the really important things that made it a lot easier for us is understanding like where we can kind of find things and what we need to look for. Once you get familiar, like like we could pretty much put together when we're doing regular keto, we could put together a meal pretty much any way possible. So if you're gonna transition and you're very new to it, the meal planning helps you really understand what foods fit within your, your daily eating. And it's also, I think it's something that really kind of makes it easier to understand how everything kind of all comes together as one big whole. Mm-hmm. Well, and like we said, serving size. It may not be super carby, but you can only have a small portion of it and it's not going to fill you up. So being aware of the different things, you know, spinach is only a couple carbs for a cup of that cooked. I mean, we all know it (laughs) cooks down to nothing, but it is still filling because it is a denser one when you're done cooking versus eggplant is somewhere like six to eight, depending on a serving size that the range of knowing how much of something I can have. Is this a more filling meal? Have I had less earlier in the day? Do I need more in the evening? or need more at lunch, whatever it might be for your personal schedule. I think that's also a big help that we have found with meal planning is that we can, like you said, get used to it enough that in our heads we can say, well, this is a day where we haven't had many carbs. We can maybe pull out that carbio recipe that we're thinking of today and and just kind of get into that rhythm to balance all of our days out because it does matter making sure that each day ends with the right macros. I think we've seen definitely and using that the app to track those carbs those few days where you're just slightly off can mean no weight loss over a week mm-hmm. maybe not a gain necessarily but it could store you or just kind of throw you off so that you're not making that same progress that you were before it also planning your meals also kind of as you're getting started everything that you used to be able to eat looks so much better on paper mm-hmm. so meal planning also we found helps us kind of stave off those inevitable cheat meals and, and cheat meals are going to happen and, and we're planning on doing an episode on it in the future but the important thing about it is is when you're meal planning you want to give this about two weeks to really get into it so having a two-week plan whether you're going to grocery shop once a week or you know every other week however you end up going about that it really helps kind of stave those things off because you've already built your plan and you're you're working through it. And then when you really need that fix to, you know, kind of keep you going. Oh yeah. I definitely think having that plan, which I mean, any diet I think is true, right? If you chose any, you know, Weight Watchers or whatever, if you have the stuff at home and you planned it, you're less likely to have a cheat meal. We definitely have found those evenings where you've run out of things or not sure going to the supermarket it definitely when you're hungry it's much harder to buy eggplant and crumbles <laughs> yeah so it definitely planning those out and just knowing where you're going then you can sort of mentally set that expectation this is what is for dinner rather than getting to dinner and being like i i just want something else because i'll be fully honest keto is definitely a restrictive diet there's there's limited things that you can eat and it's not always what you want we definitely have days where it's it just isn't as attractive as you know cheap bills there's always going to be more attractive things and with the minimal carbs it can be tough even i feel like the thing we miss the most sometimes is just something like a sandwich it's so simple mm-hmm. but it's bread right it just doesn't fit with keto a boring cheap meal possibly but definitely one we've done before because it it is something that you miss and so planning sort of helps rewire itself to not be thinking of all the things you could be having Mm -hmm. and it just decides this is what we are having and having those those meals like knowing that you know you can have five meals that you're going to do in the week you don't necessarily have to say what day you're going to do them Mm -hmm. but 
you can mix it up. It also, that kind of mix up helps you kind of get past the mundane of doing the same meal twice or three times in a row. And that really, that really helps because boring can be kind of an enemy when it comes to this diet. If you're really jumping right into it, getting started right now, or, you know, you're kind of following along with us as we're kind of jumping into it again, having that plan as you start saying, instead of saying, I'm going to do keto next week, and then I'm going to plan everything versus I'm going to start keto next Sunday. This weekend on Saturday, I'm going to go through and I'm going to plan out my first week of meals, mm-hmm. right? Because the first week is always the hardest. Once you get past that one, it's super easy because you kind of have gotten into that rhythm and you, you really have found kind of your footing. So from there, you know, where that also is going to help is, is, you know, you're going to, there's a lot of, like we found with regular keto and plant-based keto, there's a lot of <laughs> surprise carbs, like you had mentioned earlier, yes. you know. Something that was two carbs before is zero carbs now, which is very great because it's protein and no carbs, but something that was maybe one carb before is now seven carbs. And how do you how do you incorporate that and how do you deal with it? Because you do have to adjust on the fly. So a lot of the recipes that we put up are based on specific items and specific brands to then we know, but they can change and hopefully we'll be able to kind of catch them as they change, but it's not hundred percent, unfortunately. And definitely if you're starting out, feel free to use those recipes that we have up. They're not going to be the most exciting. We will totally own that they're not super fancy or exciting, but they do work for plant-based keto. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's just good enough. The one thing I would say we are struggling ourselves to find, and this is where the planning helps us, is snacks. I definitely come from a family of snackers and we work these kind of long days where we are out a lot. Well, normally would be out a lot, but work some long hours. So having something to snack when you can't have a full meal is is important. And the only thing we've so far really found that's been successful is a low carb, but yet still really filling snack are almonds. So we're definitely trying a range of almond flavors. <laughs> we could put a taste test of our favorite ones, but snacking... Definitely. And, and that's that's where a lot of carbs come from. It, it looks low carb or even lots of brands are catching on to low carb, catching on to keto and are putting things like keto friendly on the packaging. But when you look, you know, they may be low carb for some people's diets. If you're limiting yourself to 50 carbs, you know, maybe 10, 15 for a snack is okay. But when we've gone to the more restrictive, very restrictive end, which we are totally aware that we are purposely choosing and putting that on ourselves, but 15 carbs for a snack is just way too many carbs for us um so almonds are usually for a serving two or three carbs and usually the the third carb usually comes from any seasoning or flavoring so you can definitely stick to the two carb if you just get plain almonds but those have been our our saving grace for snacks and have definitely helped us stay away from any less on macro snacks throughout the week yes yeah that's that's for sure and and another kind of segue uh, part of this is being able to see your entire week as a whole you're you're probably going to be able to spot those those crossovers in regular keto it's going to be buying you know when we would go to whole foods we would buy whatever you know high quality humane humanely raised and friendly meat on sale right because we knew we needed x amount of pounds right so if you know you need x amount of things of tofu or x amount of things of meat however you inject it the nice thing is is you're able to really look for those deals to get a little bit lower cost and a higher quality food i would say definitely and i think obviously when we're recording this right now some stores still have restrictions on how much you can buy of certain items because we are still in the shelter in place but as as you mentioned before we would kind of go with these are maybe our vegetable combinations for the week but let's be open to what meat is on sale 
which helped us add some variety um, as well as uh, try to keep our budget as, as closely tight as possible. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, and that's a good segue into, uh, you know, just how do you budget and what should your, your budget be? And, and to be honest, to start this off, everybody's situation is going to be different, whether you're cooking for two or four or one, you know, that's obviously the more you add, the more it gets a little tricky. But a lot of things that we do are scalable up and down, which is, which is really cool. Our original budget when we were on keto, we were spending what? 70 to maybe a hundred dollars a week yeah and i think that really came down to meat you mm -hmm. know like like you had said we stuck to a pretty simple formula of you know dark leafy greens for vegetables because we knew they'd be low carbs meat of some form and as long as there was no additives we could pretty much bet those were low carbs um and then maybe some sort of sauce which with dairy on regular keto you could do a garlic cream sauce or something like that um, and so we would be open and go and see what uh, Whole Foods had, but it being Whole Foods, they have different scales of their meats and a, like number four or five are the more humane level that they have, which there's lots of information on it. Obviously we've chosen to step away from that mm -hmm. and people have lots of feelings about how to define humane. Um, and that's, you know, that's just their scale that they use. So we would always aim to be buying that four or five, so on the more humane level, but obviously that comes at a higher cost. Whole Foods is also not the cheapest supermarket to begin with, um, but our, our budget would be dictated generally by the meat. And were we able to get a good deal or was there nothing really there and we just had to kind of buy a bit more at the regular cost? Kind of going into getting started on plant-based, I definitely think that our budget definitely went up when we switched to plant-based, but I think a lot of that was finding easier alternatives for the time being as we transition Crumbles tend to be a little bit more expensive than just a block of tofu. You know, some uh, some of the things that we were getting like zoodles were, were prepackaged, which is not good for the environment, but it was one of those ways of helping us kind of adapt as we go to making sure that later down the road, we're finding ways to avoid that excess of packaging that sometimes does come with the pre-made uh, pre foods. I also think there's a lot of foods that we, obviously we're plant-based and there's a huge crossover food-wise with plant-based with vegan and a lot of the vegan versions of foods or like packaged foods so cereals or snacks or anything else generally are a bit more expensive because i think there's a expectation of higher quality ingredients right mm -hmm. and you pay for what you're getting i know we looked at granola and cereal before and there was one that was good but again pretty pricey for what it was which is cereal and not that many servings so i think once you get into the plant-based there is the great you know, you can do rice and beans and vegetables if you are just doing the plant-based. But when you're trying to also add in the keto side and having to be conscientious of what's in the package, but also how many carbs, you do fall into this sort of niche market, mm -hmm. specialty market. And obviously that comes at a cost. So I fully agree. I think our costs have gone up a bit since doing regular keto. And I think we don't have as many choices. We could be a little more lenient on what we bought because with meat you could say well we could have bought the just the cheaper cuts of meat and that wouldn't interfere with our macros whereas we can't just buy the cheaper version of some things because there are more carbs or there are eggs or it's not necessarily milk powder. better for yeah yeah no definitely and 
and you know, like I said, the ways that we'll we'll cut our cost as we kind of scale into it is, is you know, we got a zoodler to make our own zoodles. Those little things will add up for us in the future, but at, from a standpoint of getting started, I would say you're, if you're going down the keto route one, that's one change. You're going down the plant base, that's another change. And if you're doing all of them together, if that's the, the, the end goal, that's a lot of things changing all at once. And I think really getting started, simplicity is going to be where this is successful. And that's why I think that it's okay to really look at it from a standpoint of long-term, these things will get fixed and these things will inevitably drive down costs. But for right now, I'm getting started. I don't want to get derailed because I'm spending 40 minutes prepping a meal that's going to take me 30 minutes to cook. And with both of us working, we don't quite have that luxury for someone to be at home and able to cook. We are, we, it's just the two of us, so we don't have other people to worry about, which is definitely, we do both work. And part of the transition that we sort of agreed on was it might be easier, like Billy was saying, to buy pre, pre-zoodled zucchinis. And that would just help us stay on track. We've all been at work and had a long day. And all you want to do is just cook the meal quickly and move on, right? You don't yeah. want to, there are some days you don't want to spend cooking. So I think that was a really big help for us to stay on track to begin with. And obviously we do have you know, multi-tooled mandolin zoodler, all that sort of thing now that we are using. But we have also found that quite a few brands are offering frozen versions of that. We found frozen zoodles, frozen kofa rice. Generally, it's one or two extra carbs. So I think input versus carbs, it's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's nothing wrong with being busy and accepting that maybe you have to buy something slightly more packaged. As long as there's not, you know, too much processing in it, but something more packaged just to help you stay successful and realize that people are tired and don't want to zoodle their own noodles every day. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why we have, you know, pretty much go-to staples always on hand. Uh, the the meat-free crumbles are a great thing to have. I think one of our one of the brands that we use, Morningstar, has introduced a, a chorizo that pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I would say, you know, if I had my eyes closed, you might you might be able to fool me. Um, when it comes to that, you know, having tofu on hand, uh, having a few bags of frozen vegetables just ready to go, because like Emily said, there are going to be those times you're going to come home, you're going to be like, I don't want to do anything. And the first thing you want to do is you want to get a meal, you want to be with, you don't want to ruin your your weekly progress, and you want to make sure it, it's quick. So it's not bad to have a few of those staples. It's also not a bad thing to have is those go to snacks that we kind of alluded to snacking happens. And sometimes uh, I'm guilty of it. I, I'm sure you're guilty of it. People get hangry. I mean, let's just <laughs> let's call it what it is. People get hangry and having almonds and having the granola that we found. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put a we'll put a list of a few of the snacks that are our go-tos mm-hmm. that you can go check out and see if there's something that worked for you. But having those go-to things are a lifesaver sometimes. Oh, for sure. I definitely get hangry way quicker than you do. So, yes. <laughs> I also think something that maybe people who are new to keto may not know, and it definitely took us a while to figure out when we did it the first time around, is that with other types of diets, maybe one cheat meal won't throw you off the wagon. You can just keep going. It's just more more calories or whatever you might be using to track, and then you keep on. But with keto, one meal does throw your body out of ketosis, and then you sort of have to work to get back into it. So that's why kind of jumping back to the planning Planning your cheat meals will help you know, okay, I know my body will be, have been in ketosis for two weeks. I will have lost weight. 
I'll have this one meal and then I'll jump back on the bandwagon um, and be really conscientious of carbs. So having that unplanned cheat meal because you didn't have the right things at home or just had a long day, it's sort of, it, it's a double whammy, right? It's not only a cheat meal, but it's also, then you have a few days of going up because you've had more carbs than you normally do. You have to really be strict on your carbs to get back into ketosis. And then it's sort of like, for us at least, a week lost of, mm. of weight loss, which again, one week in the scheme of things, if that's what you need that day, go for it. We definitely have had days where we needed it. Mm -hmm. It was not planned, but it was worth it because it was just our yeah. way of self-care that week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. just, it does take a bit longer to jump back into it. And I think that's something to be aware of and, and kind of with that planning piece as well is that it, it knocks you out of ketosis and you have to have a few days of really being on your macros to even get back into ketosis to then lose that extra water weight and start losing again. With that like planning stage, I would, I would caveat, and this is something that we have run into and uh, quite a bit is I would be very, very careful of using online shopping carts. Now you're probably like, well, in the current time, seems like it's a good idea, right? But the downside to plant-based keto that we're finding is if they can't find the product, which as of right now, a lot of things are not as easily in stock, people will substitute it. And nothing is more frustrating. It's not anybody's fault, but nothing is more frustrating than a low carb item that you know will work within your macros and within your planning gets substitute for something that is 10 times the net carbs than what you thought were going to have. And now you have a pivotal part of your meals that are not fitting within your grand scheme and you have to pivot and being new plus changing your diet we all know that that is just added stress that is not necessary at least getting started now i think as we slowly come out of everything that's going on and things start to really come back to normal i think that delivery apps and grocery apps like that will definitely be probably a-okay for the time being but i would say if you are going to try it out just be wary, be careful, um, maybe suggest instead of having them substitute it, just if you can't find it, don't put it in the cart is a good way to go with some of the ones that we've tried. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, the meat substitutes, definitely the carbs are the, you never know. So many different substitutes have different levels of carbs. It's just, you roll the dice if there's a substitution. I also think other products that you might be buying could easily have you know, eggs in it, that seems to be eggs or mm -hmm. milk powder. Those sneak into lots of products that you may not know or would assume would have those. So I think there's like the double whammy of the plant-based, they may be sneaking in animal products, not sneaking it, like it may be substituted for an item that has yeah. animal products that you may not have thought of. Or like you said, the carbs on the meat. So we definitely have not had the best success and we've tried delivery apps a couple times. And what normally happens is we have to select no substitution. So we only get about half of what we really wanted mm -hmm. on a good day. And it just seems like a lot, because obviously there's a fee and the tip for the person who's doing that, it just seems like an expensive way when you still have to then go out and do your own shop. Mm -hmm. So for us, we tried it a few times, but it just didn't work for us yeah. in this current time, like you said. And in the grand scheme of, of our shopping, right, the, the time having to go out, the extra money spent to go to different grocery stores, right, that is, you know, wasted time, wasted gas, environmental impact of traveling, all these different things that you have to do. So really finding a way to really kind of condense it into one is not a bad idea. It's just sometimes the easiest route 
is may not be the best route because if you're get, getting started, it can really throw you off or it's hard to pivot. Whereas once you get more comfortable with the diet and the foods and, and all that stuff, it's really, it's a lot easier to pivot and it doesn't throw you, throw you back a little bit. Definitely. And I think once you're into it, like you said, we've slowly started to build up a little more in our freezer so that we could use, if we were to actually get a meat substitute that has a bit more carbs, we could use that more as a cheat meal rather than a main meal because we have sufficient in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And we're planning on doing an episode. We did try Thrive Market a couple weeks ago and it seemed good, it, but I think in the current times, I don't think it's good to judge whether they're right or not right for doing this type of diet, mostly because everything's a bit out of, out of sync. So I think for us, we want to come back to it once everything stabilizes and give it a real try so that we can, you know, really put an honest opinion on, hey, maybe this is a good way to go or it isn't how it, how it interacts, you know, similar to those grocery apps. Definitely. They had lots of fun stuff on their website that we're excited to try. And obviously because they have been asked to scale overnight as other people are trying to order groceries from home, that's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And and we definitely want to come back and try Thrive Market maybe in a couple months when everything comes down and try some of those really, it looked exciting snacks as well. That was our big thing. Mm -hmm. They had some really cool snacks, low carbs, different ones than we see in the supermarkets. Um, but we'll give it a few months and then come back to them and hopefully have a bit more successful in buying what <laughs> <Yeah>. we wanted <laughs> yeah, instead of adding to our cart. And then when you check out, they say, nope, it's out of stock already. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to wins and fails for the week. I definitely think, as you heard me in the teaser, the number of stores that we have to go to has been a real struggle. And especially in this current climate, when we're trying to limit our interactions with people in the outside world, it's been really tough. And we've tried to sort of adapt and we're at one supermarket, let's just get as much as we can. Or if we're having to go to another one, you know, one of us go in or just really limit those experiences. Definitely going to, I think our food shop the other week, we had to go to three stores. Mm -hmm. And even that, we sort of hit a point of this will have to do. Um, because one store has the meat substitutes, one store has some good cheese, fake cheese, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> fake cheese selections, and then another one has some of the snacks that we really have enjoyed. And just going to so many stores has been a real struggle. Obviously, I think you pick up one or two extra items at each store as well, so that adds to our budget. It's harder to really plan if you can't get everything at one store. So that's been our biggest, I think, fail or struggle even for the week. Yeah, I would say it was more a struggle. And I think also, I think this week we definitely, I wouldn't say we, we plateaued a little bit, but we kind of foresaw it coming of a, a smaller loss than the previous week. But it was still a little bit of a loss, which is good. I yeah. mean, any anything down is, is always a win. But we do understand from our experience before doing this that there are going to be those weeks where you're frustrated because you're not quite seeing the results you want to. Yeah. I would say... Um, at what, what did your dad always say? 10 more minutes when you were in the car, right? <laughs> yeah. Give it one more week, you know, really stick to it. Give it another week and really you'll see, you'll see those results. So that's why we're not really overly concerned about not seeing a, a big loss. Um, and it also, it kind of ebbs and flows, you know, there's a lot of outside influence, especially in today's, today's world, uh, that are, they're stressful, you know, we're, we're doing, everyone's doing the best that they can, but there are just a lot of things right now that are hard to account for. And having to drive around to three different stores did not doesn't help and and really trying to to make things work. So, you know, I think that that would be probably some of our 
not necessarily setbacks, but not so great news. Obviously, we're like, you know, we want to come out here and we want to be, yay, we lost 10 pounds every week. But, (laughs) you know, realistically, that is not the case. And and if you're looking for a 10 pound a week loss for three weeks and then you're done, this is not, this is not going to be really the, the place for you. This is a you know, it's a changing habits, it's a long-term commitment. And then as you get to that point where you've gotten to where you want to be, then how do you transition into more of a maintained diet? And that's where we want to go. So I would say that that is kind of a setback to some, but I don't think it really is because I think it's going to ebb and flow every week, no matter what. Definitely. And we've seen that before, like you said, with regular keto, you maybe have a less less of a loss one week and then you sort of make up for it the following week so I think there's always the possibility of making up for it next week and being able to just stay on it I think if you don't lose a week and then give up then you'll be stuck in that cycle of getting your body into ketosis and then having a cheat meal getting your body in and especially people who seem to have struggled from keto flu as they get into it that's a lot you're putting yourself through and your body through we don't seem to be finding that uh, with plant-based keto, but I know with the regular meat-based keto, a lot of people have that struggle. So if you if you give up after one plateau week, I think you're going to be stuck in that flu cycle. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you ride it out and trust the that it will it will come round, <laughs> yeah, then you will see those results. For our our wins this week, I would definitely say the baked tofu and and sauteed spinach was was really good we did have a problem if you've noticed with our first couple dishes they tend to be on the mushy side let's let's for sure we 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 went a lot of mush so we're trying to incorporate a lot more of that that crunchy texture and that element in to really kind of keep the dishes lively so the baked tofu and spinach was was really good and we made it a little spicy to kind of kick up the taste buds and then we also we found a zero carb noodle substitute that you can find in in most uh, vegan vegetarian sections of a grocery store. Uh, well, we found it through Thrive, which yeah. I think is a big reason that we would love to go back to Thrive, as we we're saying, because we had not really taken note of them. Mm-hmm. I think we have seen them in the stores, yeah. but we found them through them. Yeah. The cool thing about them is they're zero carbs. I think they're mushroom derivative and they work really well. So we had a like a garlic, garlic soy sauteed noodle with a little bit of crispy tofu to really kind of a little bit different flair to our, our diet and really kind of move transition away from just that this bowl sustains what we need to sustain to really starting to open up and, and find new recipes and find things that really make it more fun. Just because you're on diet doesn't mean it has to be boring, right? Definitely. So. And I think those noodles were a great find. They are, like you said, they are derived from mushrooms. So there is a bit of a mushroom smell to them, which I think threw us at the very start mm-hmm. of there's no mushrooms in the dish, but I can sort of smell that. But it also added a bit of depth of flavor to it. So it was a, a great find and one that we really enjoyed finding something new. And like you said, just making it different than some of the mush. Because, you know, <laughs> cauliflower rice and crumbles. Crumbles are always going to have a slightly mushier texture than meat. Cauliflower rice, definitely. Even zoodles, you know, once they're cooked, kind of get a little mush. So it was nice to have some textural differences this week and and some flavor differences too. I think that that's a great place to kind of, you know, end this episode. Uh, we're super excited about the next four episodes. The reason why is, is we've decided to dedicate an episode to carbs, an episode to protein, an episode to fats, and really break down each macro as you should be in it and, and things that we have found that work really well or don't work well. 
for her seventh episode, apparently we're new to podcasting, but apparently your seventh episode, once you make it past that, you're supposed to pop champagne if it's within your card <laughs> limit. And so we thought that the seventh episode would be really fun to talk about, like, how do we incorporate a cheat meal? You know, how do you think about it? How do you go about it? You know, it'll be about five weeks in, which is a good time to really think about that because you're probably getting that, you know, that itch behind the ear to, mm-hmm. to really want to, okay, I need, I need something. So we're excited about that one because it's always fun to think about, you know, the more fun foods, especially when you've been, you know, within certain, certain aspects of your day-to-day life. So I think that that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And if you know us at all, you could probably guess who was planning the protein, carbs, and fat episode versus who was planning the cheat meal episode. <laughs> I will totally own it. I have only thought about the cheat meal episode because I am all about cheat meals. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and especially with that being uh, keto and plant-based, it does take a little bit more, a little bit more planning. Uh, yeah. But I think the reward will definitely be worth it. So with that said, I think we're going to get out of here for this episode. We are super excited to see you on future episodes. If you are just now joining us, go check out our first two episodes to kind of figure out our backstory and and learn what we're doing and where we're going. And uh, don't forget to check out all our socials, Consume for Good, on all of them. With every episode, there's a blog post, so definitely go check that out. We are adding new recipes constantly. Um, So hopefully you guys can go test those out and maybe give us a few pointers of how it could be improved. But otherwise, we'll see you guys next week.